This is episode 269 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I'm doing something really interesting. I'm actually recording this inside the Jump Mastermind, because when I'm done recording this, I want to have a discussion with all the Mastermind members that are going to be listening. But I got something to say this week, and every week I just... I think about what has really fired me up. And uh, this week, it's about sales. It's still about sales. Sales has been something that's been on my mind pretty deep because I think that a lot of us are living in a false sense of reality right now. And I'm here to kind of shake you awake and make you realize that a lot of you say you can sell your services, but can you really? And we're going to talk about that today because I think it's really, really important. Right now, we are coming out of the avalanche. This summer was incredible, right? It was, oh my gosh, everyone got out of like, you know, quarantine for the most part. People started traveling a lot. People started traveling that weren't ever even traveling. The pets that were adopted were surrendered and then readopted. So that was even more new pet parents. And we just had this influx of business. And the biggest problem that a lot of my jumpers have had is, oh my gosh, we can't hire enough. It had nothing to do with, I need to get more clients. It was, I need to hire. Can you relate to that? I want to know, can you relate to that? Now, so what I did is a couple episodes ago, we had Aaron Michael Miller on, and he is a 20-year veteran of sales and a really, really skilled at teaching people how to sell, not just like individuals, but droves of people to sell for a company. He's taken people that have been picking up the trash at the movie theater to selling thousands of dollars of vacations at Hilton Rentals or at a car dealership or wherever else, right? So it's divinely interesting because it's not just about you and me knowing how to sell, but my jumpers here that are scaling their business, that have office managers, that have employees, that whether you realize it or not, they are your salespeople. We need to acknowledge that because if you do, it's going to get so much easier and lucrative for your business. What's going to happen is if you understand exactly how to sell, we're going to be attracting and collecting the exact kind of clients we want. And now I'm not going to hear you have these conversations with me about, oh my God, well, there's this client and every Friday she books like five walks the upcoming week. And then by Sunday night, she cancels four of them. What do I do? wait a minute, why do we even have to have a response to this? Why is this even a problem with us? This is not going to be a person that we even want to have as a client, I'm pretty sure. But for some reason, what we've done, especially this year, because I think a lot of us were living in survival mode. A lot of us were really scared. So we said, okay, you know what? Like, I am just going to accept everyone right now because I'm just so glad that my business is back. But you know what happened to a lot of my jumpers? They achieved their 2019 revenues back in August, September, and October, okay? They've already killed it. 
But the thing is, is that I'm wondering, are we killing it the right way? Are we one of those trees that actually needs to be pruned back? Are we growing out in all these different directions where it just is like, (laughs) I know you guys can't hear me if you're listening on the podcast right now, but my arms are going everywhere and I'm just like this overgrown like rose bush, right? Like you got to cut it back, okay, without getting pricked. So here's the other thing. I asked inside my free group, jumpstart your pet business. If you're not in there and you're not in the mastermind, then like that's a great like starter for you. Go ahead and go into jumpstart my pet business. There's about 2,000 members in there or so. And I asked everybody, I said, hey, on a scale of one to 10, how good do you think you are at sales? And you know what they said? Most of them, 95% of them, they said they were awesome at it. They said they were great. But here's what I heard. They said, I feel confident telling people about how we do things. However, I don't feel the need to sell them. If they aren't on board, I'm like, bye, Felicia. Oh, guys, you know what's wrong with that is that's not selling. First of all, telling people what you do is just being a mouthpiece. It's not solving problems. It's not figuring out what their pain points are and then having a conversation according to them. It's just saying, yo, my name is Bella and I have the mastermind and better marketing with Bella and I have downloadable products and you can pick one of these. Like, no, like we're not like a vocal menu board. Okay. And also having it like, I don't, need to sell them is also not the best mindset for this. Another way someone said, I'm the same way. People who are needing these types of luxury services need to be informed and do some research. But I flipped a potential client originally requesting boarding by selling services. That's really good because they came to you for boarding. It sounds like you don't do boarding and you sold them on the pet sitting. But I would also encourage you to kind of slow your roll on the thought process of they need to do their own research. Yes, 100% the entire world is doing their own research right now. It's not just luxury brands. But my question to you is, what are you doing to educate them? What does your Facebook or Instagram feed look like? What do your stories look like? What do your reels look like? I want to know what does it mean when you say they need to go to research and what is your messaging happening? So I skipped over a really important part here. There are two major topics that we need to just agree on right now. We need to agree on the difference between sales and marketing. Marketing is something that is outwardly that brings people into your house. And then the sales is what you do when they get in your house. And then you actually have an exchange of monetary value. Okay. So marketing brings them in like better marketing with Bella. We get their attention. We get your branding going so that they know what to think of about you or they have a feeling about you. And then what happens is you have to sell them. All right. And what's happened this year, and I'm getting so excited. And this is what's been happening on my intensos lately is that people are getting so lazy. They're kind of thinking like it's a popularity contest and they're like, oh my gosh, my business is so much. I have, now I have a problem because I don't have the right staff. No, your problem is, is that your rates are too low and you're accepting everyone and their mother. And when you do that, you guys, what happens is your business is going to suffocate you. You are growing unintentionally. You're not growing intentionally. Okay. And I want you to think about the types of clients that you have. And I want you to think of about a couple of them. The ones that are really the problem child, the ones that you spend 80% of your time on, even though they make up 20% of your clientele. This is what I'm talking about. It can be a lot easier. So someone else said, I don't mean to sound conceited, but compared to what everyone else in our area offers, we are by far one of the best services. Awesome. Everybody thinks that as well. No one said, well, 
we have subpar services and XYZ pets and companies better than us. That's great that you feel that way, but that doesn't tell me anything about your selling. So if you are selling and you are the best, what does that look like? So maybe they really do. You know, we didn't get too deep on that conversation, but I also didn't want to press them in this group because I didn't want to make them feel defensive. But my question to you, if you are in that boat when you're like, oh, my services are the best in the area, how are you actually saying that on your website? Are you saying we are the premier dog walker? Because that's just fluff. Are you saying we're the best in the business? Because that's also just fluff. Are you showing me actual screenshots of your clients saying, oh my God, I love you, or your journal entries? Are you saying things like we specialize in one-on-one -on -one dog walking in the middle of the day? Are you saying things like we are double certified. We are the only double certified dog walkers in Scottsdale or wherever you are. That would be showing people that you're the best. So how, if you think you're the best, what is your marketing and what is your sales saying? In sales, that could sound something like, well, our clients love knowing that every single one of our staff goes through rigorous training. And by that, I mean that they are both double certified by pet care team training. Let's just say, okay. Or that every single one of our staff works as together as a team to back each other up. So one of the reasons why our clients believe that we're the best is because we will never cancel on you. In fact, we have a no cancellation guarantee that if we ever cancel on you, we will pay you $100 or whatever that might be. People are going, oh my God, Bella, yeah. Yeah, guys, it's not enough to say that you're the best. Your mama might think that, but nobody else believes you until you show them. And your website and your sales and your marketing is all about showing and telling. So please, please know what makes you unique. Go back a couple other episodes. We've talked about this, especially the three-part series on selling with Aaron Michael Miller. All right, so here's a comment that I really did love. And this is why I wanted to talk about it. And then I'm going to actually talk about things are growing and what's going on with the economy. And I'm going to make more predictions because I know many of you know me by now that for the past year, I have predicted every single thing that has happened in our industry. And one person goes, does it ever get tired of being right all the time, Bella? I hope I, I wish I wasn't always right because it would make it a little bit more interesting, but also because I'm right even when it's sucky news and I have some sucky news coming up for you in a minute. But before I get there, I want to tell you one of these ladies, she hit it on the head and just so happens that she's a mastermind member and a better marketing with Bella member. And I've done intensives with her, not going to out her completely, Becky, but she said, I need to work with the rest of my staff through and get them feeling like a 10. We are doing regular meetings now on this topic. Last, we talked about our ideal client and reserving the space to say no and getting comfortable with silence. Oh, yes, girl. Yes, 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 yes. That's how you make me proud. Okay, guys, we're going to talk about, after we talk about my predictions, we're going to talk about why it's so important that you don't know how to sell, but that your company doesn't know how to sell, that your pet sitters know how to sell and what that looks like, because I'm going to break it down for you. So, Let's go back to this thing. Oh, but Bella, I really don't care because I'm growing. I don't need to focus on this right now, Bella, because I'm growing. You don't understand. We're breaking records and we're signing up so many clients that we don't even have sitters for. Don't fool yourself, okay? Don't fool yourself. It's going to slow down. It's 100% going to slow down. The wave is kind of going back out into shore right now. And a couple of things are happening. One, travel 
even though it's the holidays, it's slowing down. People aren't traveling as much, okay? The economy is completely inflated. We're in a surge in the markets right now, and there most likely is going to be a correction sometime next year. And when that happens, people are going to start getting scared or maybe not even spending as much. Do you realize that in 2016, when I sold my company, Bella's House and Pet Sitting with 10 employees and six figures, it was minimum was $25 for us to walk in your house. <clears throat> Maximum was $35. Our overnights back in 2016 were $125 from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. for 10 hours. That was back then. That was almost six years ago now. You guys, if you're not charging a minimum of $25, you're screwing yourself. And you know what's going to happen is you're soon going to be running a nonprofit because as inflation happens and as the minimum wage goes up and you don't make numerical mathematical decisions and you're making these decisions like a nine out of 10 people I talk to or read online. Oh, well, I just feel like that's what my area can handle. That's what I just feel like. I feel bad raising their rates. You can stay in that mentality, but I'm telling you one of my jumpers is going to come for you and they're going to end up buying your business in a year or two from now. Whoa, that's heavy. I'm being serious. You guys, I've seen it happen this year. I've seen it. I've also seen more companies than I know who are healthy companies expand to different areas, different states. They're running by states right now. I'm thinking of Kathy and I'm thinking of Christine right now. Uh, I'm thinking of Nicole. You guys are all running in two different states right now because you built your business up strong. So anyone that's not charging at least $25 mathematically will not be in a for-profit business by the end of 2022. I'm going to say that right now. It's one of my predictions. And here's the thing. The only other way you can do it is if you have a massive volume going. And that volume is going to fluctuate. And this isn't a volume business. This is a quality business. This is a luxury business, okay? I'm talking to the pet sitters and the dog walkers. I'm not talking to the trainers or the groomers or the boarders, okay? That's who I'm talking to. It's impossible to have money to pay staff and yourself and minimum wage, all right? You should always have money in your business bank account. If your refrigerator goes out and you need to get a new refrigerator or your car is in the shop, you should not be like, oh my gosh, I can't buy something for the business because of a personal thing. You deserve, as a business owner, I believe, and I will build you up this way, and this is what I stand on, that you should have money in your personal account and your business should have money in the business account. If you are running poor, then something's got to change because you did not take on the role of business ownership to be poor, okay? So how can you position yourself the strongest? Let's talk really quickly the difference between pet sitting and dog walking. And I see a major shift happening. If I write my annual blog, this is going to be in it. It's going to be the predictions for 2022. A lot of people are making the shift to more a dog walking company. I'm not even going to go through the pros and cons because I've done that in blogs before. I'm going to tell you why. Dog walking, number one, the operations is so much better. You have dog walking company between 10 to 2 and the office is open 9 to 3. That's all you have to equate for. Your mornings are off, your evenings are off, your holidays are off, your weekends are off. People love that. That's what they're like, yes, that's why I have this business. That's what I want. 
Well, in order for that to happen, now we have a limited schedule. So what does that mean? It means that we don't need thousands of clients. It means that we need a couple of really amazing clients. Let me tell you about one of my clients that just did this in the past couple of months. What she did is she had a pet sitting and dog walking company and they offered every service that you know about. And what she said is, whoa, my husband and I, we want to have our second kid. In March, we want to start trying again. And granted, it is a dual income household. She has her husband, but she has her husband and she has this ability to make this decision. And she said, nope, I'm cutting everything out and I'm taking my dog walking rates from $30 to $40. The flow didn't stop. So she went up to $42 and she is killing it right now. Now, what also happened is what happens with everybody is that the flow did start slowing down because we are now entering the holiday season. And so what happened with the flow slowing down, she started getting freaked out. Oh my God, Bella, did I do the right thing? What's going on? Da, 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 da. I told her to run her numbers. You know what happened when she run her numbers? She's never made so much profit in her life. It is not, please someone quote me on this. It is not a popularity contest. This is not about landing 10 out of 10 deals. This is about landing the exact type of client that you want for the exact kind of money. Someone else I talked to, she wants to phase out overnight. So she said, okay, Bella, how do I get that extra $10,000 a month or a year? And I said, okay, let's, let's break this down. You know that when we broke it down to monthly and weekly, that only meant at her prices about six dog walks a week. So now that brings me to my next point. How many, if you're all such great sellers and your dog walking company or your pet sitting company, how often and how successful, if you say yes to this, that's what's going to tell me you're a good seller. If you don't say yes to this, this is where I want to shine the light and say, guys, don't lie to yourself. When you have a dog walking company, oh, I'm so excited right now. When you have a dog walking company and you have a client that's like once or twice a week, how many times are you upselling them and getting them convinced to be three, four, five times a week? Oh, Bella, they can't afford it. Cup malaki. Yes, they can. How often are your pet sitters being salespeople in that? What does this script look like? Do you have scripts? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Are your pet sitters in there on Monday saying, oh my gosh, Fido was so excited because I haven't seen him on Saturday and Sunday and he had so much energy today, I could just tell. Oh, Wednesday, he had such a great time. He walked so much. He just, he really told me he loves this and he wanted me to come back tomorrow, but I had to explain to him that, you know, mom doesn't have his book, so I'll be back on Friday. I came back on Friday and he was like, guys, we really need to change this with mom. Like we need to like up this one more time or something like that. You guys, like how often is your staff doing that? Are they just going in and punching the clock and walking the dog and closing the door? You can build something like that in there. Same thing with pet sitting. You have a pet sitting company. You want to keep your pet sitting company? Cool. No problem. Operations is going to be crazy. You're going to have morning, afternoon, evening all the time. That's fine. But what they need to be doing on the phone, in email, on Instagram, on Facebook, in the DMs, on the stories, in the care notes, and in the emails. They need to be talking about things like, you know, Fluffy did do good on morning and evening visits, but we were thinking Fluffy might really like our hybrid model. Do you know about that? What's your hybrid model? Well, you're going away for five days. And so what we do is on the first day, we just do two. On the second and third day, we do three visits a day. And then on the fourth and fifth day, we do two visits a day. So it's a little bit of a different schedule. Now you just earned yourself an extra, if it's $25, $50 in revenue. If you did that on 10 different clients, that's an extra $500 a month. Guys, 
When are we upselling? What kind of scripts do you have where you're upselling your clients? Or you're just sitting there saying, I need more clients, I need more clients. I'm telling you, you might not be feeling it right now, but it's coming. There's going to be a slowdown. And when this slowdown comes, you might be good at selling, but is your staff, is your office manager, is your pet sitter, are you saying the right things? Are you actively conscious of it? And are you actively able to teach people like Becky said she was teaching her staff? Or do you need a salesperson? Do you need a consultant to come in and understand your business and create rebuttals for your objections and also create scripts and things that people can say? Not just the scripts because any monkey can do that, but do you need someone to come in and teach your people, yo, this is how we can start thinking? If you did that, what would that do for your business? If your staff knew how to drop these little seeds that are going to blossom in Germany, if your office manager knew that every Wednesday she was in charge of calling people that maybe never signed up for you or calling people not frequent with you or calling people that just stopped using you for whatever reason, do we have scripts for this? Do we have ways of reaching these people? Are you going to sell? Are you going to sell? Or are you going to just sit there and let whatever happens and be passive about your business? Are you going to just sit there and say, oh, it's raining sales right now. I'm having the best year ever. But are you going to actually think about, number one, are you cultivating the right kind of people? I had another intensive coaching session yesterday with a gal who is just pulling her hair out. And the reason why she's pulling her hair out is because she doesn't have enough staff and the clients that she has is just crazy and they're demanding and they're, they're not the kind of clients she actually wants, but she accepted all of them out of fear because of what we just came out of. She wasn't carefully and intentionally building her business because she was afraid of the rejection. Ooh, there's a hot button. She was afraid of the rejection. Your relationship with a no, and I've done podcasts on this before, is going to tell me everything I need to know about your ability to sell. Does it motivate you or does it make you run the other way? This whole, I don't need to sell my business mentality is BS. And uh, I'm trying really hard to censor myself because I know kids are listening to this. Think about it, guys. Think about it. If you need help on this, it's not going to be me. I definitely know how to sell, but even myself, I'll be the first to admit that I have consultants and coaches that help me. I've got an amazing resource that will come in and help your business and help teach your people. That's the thing. It's not just about creating the scripts. It's about teaching the people in your business. They can create scripts now and then save an hour to literally train, like let them be the liaison that when that office manager comes in, they feel so empowered because you just invested an hour of their time and your money to help empower them on how to be the best salesperson for your business because they're the front line. You step out of your business and you get an office manager and they can't close like you close, you're in trouble. Oh, wait, let me back up. You don't keep track of your closes, your leads, and the people that say no. You don't even keep track of that right now. Then how do you know when you bring someone in? Guys, this is what we talk about in the mastermind. We actually have KPIs and things that track this. As I told you at the beginning of this, I'm actually talking in the mastermind right now with everyone. And oh my God, I'm fired up. So when I end this, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. I want them to start submitting their questions. And we're going to just have a grand old time on this topic because guys, selling, 
Everything starts when someone says no. There's things like you ask for the sale. Can we do four times a week instead of three? There's assuming you can just assume the sale. So you want that, right? There's give options. Hey, we could do this option or this option or this option. There's the Jones effect. Well, our clients love to know that. And then you got to script the objections and rebuttals. You got to script the emails, the DMs, the Instagram, the phone stuff. In Better Marketing with Bella, we actually talk a lot about how to make those sales. Like, oh, Kathy. Oh, Kathy. She's been killing it. (coughs) Kathy posted a couple weeks ago one of our Better Marketing with Bella things in our community group. And she got 60 comments. And she came into the mastermind because she's also there. And she's like, Bella, what do I say? And I was like, ask open-ended questions. She's like, what do you mean? And so I was like, give me some screenshots. And so I did. And so she was able to open up conversations with a whole bunch of people. I have not yet followed up with her and found out how many she's actually got into her orbit or if she's been able to like sell anybody. But this is relationship marketing that leads to sales. These are times where if you don't know what to say or your office manager sitting there twiddling her thumbs, not realizing that five or 10 minutes a day could be spent on Instagram or on Facebook, just engaging with people and what they should say, then you're missing out. You're missing out, my friend. There's a lot you're leaving on the table. And so you might feel overwhelmed and underwater with your business right now because it has grown unintentionally. What would happen if your business grew intentionally? What would happen if you had the best kind of clients that you absolutely love that just correlated with your schedule? What would happen if you had a staff that was like mini-me's of you that could do everything that you did, maybe even better because they only had to focus on certain things and not everything? I can personally attest to that. Thank you, Jessica, Lily, and Emily. My three project managers in the three areas of my business are doing it a hell of a lot better this year than I ever have been able to do by myself all at once because there's just not enough time or space for me to do that. You can do it too. How can I help you? What resources can I give you? How can I help you get the business of your dreams? Because it is achievable. You can have the business of your dreams. You can get to the point like Jessica is where she was working part-time at another place and then quit it finally and is full-time in her business, but also has so much free time in her business because she's created the systems and the processes for hiring and client onboarding and all this stuff that she is now going on to become a trainer. I know a lot of you out there want to become trainers, but you don't have the time for that. Well, how can you get your business on autopilot so that you can keep making an impact in all these pets' lives? That's what this is about. Let's get back to the beginning of the podcast. It was your why. What is your why? What do you want from this? Let's get connected to that again. This is the time of year where you're either going to get to celebrate and partake in all the festivities or you're working like a dog and no one's inviting you anywhere because they know that you're always too busy. Know that there is another way. Know that there's hope out there. Know that you don't have to be running around with a chicken with your head cut off. You just need to reach out to the right resources. You need to hang out with the right kind of people. You need to have the right kind of life being spoken into you. And this is a good step about listening on the podcast. But there's a community like the Mastermind you can join. There's a marketing agency, Better Marketing with Bella, which the doors are kind of closed. But I don't know if you email me, maybe we can figure it out if you really want it. You have to be careful what you're surrounding yourself with because you can do it, guys. 
Your business should work for you. You shouldn't work for it. At that, I'm going to close. You guys, I'm going to close this like how I always do. But before I do, I want to say, if you like this podcast, will you please do one of two things? One, will you shoot me an email? Bella at jumpconsulting.net and tell me that you're listening and that something that stood out to you because I'm just standing here with a selfie light on me in my office talking to my microphone, hopefully hoping someone's listening. And the second thing that would be really amazing is if you left a review wherever you found it or shared it with a friend. That would be really, honestly, the best thing if you shared it with a friend. You guys, I want you to remember that when life gets you down, always keep jumping. We'll see you next week. Bye. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, the best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.